Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 8, you will hear stories from our ninth collection, Sooner or Later. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Meant to Live Forever by Jill Amber Chafin At a recent appointment, a doctor I'd only seen once before grasped a framed picture of his late wife. It's been ten years since she passed, he murmured. He'd mentioned this loss during a previous visit, but now, reeling from my own grief, I understood the depth of his pain. I get it, I said. I lost my grandmother a month ago. She was here, I heard her voice, then she was gone, a rainbow fading into mist. That's not the same thing, the doctor snapped, his eyes narrowing. Losing a grandmother is not the same as losing a spouse. I squirmed in my seat. Am I not allowed this grief? We, we were really close, I stammered, trying to convince him to accept my sadness. No. He said firmly, shaking his head, Grandmothers are meant to die. His harsh statement swirled around the room, making me dizzy with disbelief. But aren't we all meant to die eventually? My grandparents loved each other for 74 years, I blurted, refusing to give up. Oh, he slowly exhaled, your poor grandfather. I studied his eyes, soft yet hard cold yet warm his grief remained lodged in his heart refusing to budge even after a decade of suffering i bowed my head in defeat he was right i did not know what it was like to lose a spouse not yet but even if a grandparent's death is meant to be as this doctor so bluntly put it didn't i have the right to mourn this loss I last spoke to Grandma on my birthday, six days before her passing. Her final days were spent flying to Missouri to attend her great-nephew's wedding, twirling on the dance floor as if she'd live forever. I always believed she would outlive us all, just as I once believed my Cabbage Patch doll would come to life if I loved her hard enough. When I got the call, I dropped everything and drove two hours to hold Grandma's hand. Ten of us crowded close, whispering memories and gratitude, while machines kept Grandma's oxygen flowing, her blood pumping. Then her heart rate dropped, and with no real choice, the decision was made to disconnect her ventilator. We asked my grandfather if he needed some private time with Grandma first. I'm too upset to think about sex right now, he said, without missing a beat. The room exploded in laughter, including the nurse, helping ease the awful truth that Barbara Ann Shaw, at 88 years old, was not immortal after all. I succumbed to the ugly, snotty, head-pounding crying, choking on my breath as the nurse pulled the curtain closed. It took ten minutes. 
My job's bereavement policy, as if in agreement with my doctor, only applied to immediate family members, not grandmothers. But this wasn't any ordinary grandmother. She wasn't a pile of bones rotting out in a nursing home, sitting around waiting to die. This was the grandmother who sent cards to every person she loved for every single occasion. Birthday, Halloween, Christmas, Valentine's Day, Easter. This was the grandmother I snuggled with on weekends. Cousins piling into her bed at the crack of dawn, fighting for the spot closest to her warmth. This was the grandmother who scoured my second-hand wedding dress with vinegar and a toothbrush until it sparkled and shined, and later, on a warm August afternoon, tugged on the dress's back straps until they were snug and secure. This was the grandmother who sat teary-eyed in the front row as Grandpa walked me down the aisle, shepherding me into my new life. The work sent white lilies, allowing me to file my three days off under bereavement, while friends said most companies don't make such exceptions to the immediate family rule. But the idea of an exception left me wondering, who gets to decide which loved ones merit grief and for how long? If only you'd met her, I thought, you would have fallen into her spell. As Uncle Mitch said at her memorial, she had this way of making you feel like you were her favorite. If you heard her melodious laugh and fell into her cinnamon-scented embrace, you'd get it. I miss the grandmother who taught me how to stuff socks into shoes when packing a suitcase. Never again will family parties have a table overloaded with her homemade melt-in-your-mouth fudge. Christmas cookies with neon green sprinkles and those caramel popcorn balls that stuck to your teeth forever. Never again will I meet someone who determinedly drives to three different Walgreens within an hour to claim the buy three get one free coupon for tissues. How her face beamed as she unloaded the twelve boxes, reassuring Grandpa she was saving them so much money. Maybe we are all meant to die, sooner or later. But the memory of my grandmother, that will live on forever. Copyright 2023, Jill Amber Chafin. Jill Amber Chafin is a personal finance writer for The Lending Tree, a dance and circus arts teacher, and a mother to two wild redheads in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. She wrote her first story at age five and has written countless stories since then. This is Jill's fourth story with the Personal Story Publishing Project. Her novel, Shaken, has been accepted for publication with Vine Leaves Press. Follow her for book release details and upcoming writing workshops at jillchafin.com. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the nine anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. 
find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.